0: I had at least uh, 300 radical people in the building uh, that aren't ashamed to testify uh, that he did it. Woo! I wish you would turn to your neighbor and tell the neighbor, uh, tell him if it had not been for the Lord that was all on my side. Uh, would have already been consumed, but he made a way, and he brought me out, and he took me over, and he broke the chains, and he opened the door, and he picked me up. I wish somebody in this house would just shout, he did it. He did it. Thank you. Triumph in this place.
1: Hallelujah. Woo. Clap your hands one more time if you believe it this morning. Woo. Tell your neighbor, I can't be quiet about it. No, 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 no. Find the other neighbor, the one that's not asleep. Tell him I can't be quiet about it. Are you grateful to feel the liberty of the Holy Ghost in this house? Amen. Amen. You can be seated for just a brief moment this morning. We want to take an opportunity to say welcome this morning to every guest that is in the house of the Lord with us. Would you help me one more time, Rock Church, put your hands together and make some noise for all of our guests. Come on, we can do a little bit better than that. Let me borrow your hands and voice. We want to say what a privilege and an honor it is to have you in the house of the Lord with us this morning. And uh, we have a little understanding here at the Rock Church that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church. Amen, somebody. So would you help me turn around 360 degrees, shake every hand you can reach, and tell them welcome home this morning. Come on, tell them welcome home. Tell them welcome home. Welcome home. If you're here for the very first time, you should have received a VIP invitation card. This is just an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. Uh, We have some light refreshments and a small gift that we'd love to give you as a small token of our appreciation of having you here in the house of the Lord with us this morning. Amen. So don't forget about that immediately following the service. We would love an opportunity uh, again to just tell you how much we appreciate you today. Amen. It is so wonderful to have the, the Whitmire family back in the house of the Lord today. Come on, somebody help me welcome them back. They were here Tuesday, but I didn't get a chance to say hello. Amen. We're so excited, and of course, we are so elated to have our Alina in the house of the Lord with us this morning. Amen. And it's so good to have Grandma Nyla in the house of the Lord this morning. Come on, help me welcome her back to the house of the Lord today. And uh, and then, what a privilege. Uh, to have her sister sister nolia Crosley, with us this morning would you help me make her welcome in the house of the lord today and then and then what a a a privilege to have i believe it's their cousin uh, brother brother uh, gary hurst in the house of the lord would you help me give him a great big welcome all the way from hollister california help me make him welcome what a privilege to have all of them in the house of the lord today and uh so good to see Brother James home this morning, Brother James Moore. Would you help me thank God for him today? And it is so wonderful to have Sister Sabine back home this morning. Come on, would you help me give God a praise for her and those precious little angels that she carries with her? love her. We're excited. She's back home. Amen. And how many of you have just been enjoying what God has been doing in this house? Woo! Amen. Amen. We're so thankful. I want to take a brief opportunity to uh, just highlight a couple of quick things this morning. Uh, We've already announced it, but again, I want to reiterate uh, what an incredible time we are going to have here on Tuesday evening. Tell your neighbor, there will be service on Tuesday. Hey, ain't nobody know how to celebrate the 4th of July like God's people who have been set free. Can I get a witness in the building? We're going to meet here at normal service time. We'll kick off at 730 with some praise and worship and have a great time in the house of the Lord. And then we are going to transition into a, a, an awesome time of fellowship on Tuesday. As you heard it announced, there will be premium—tell your neighbor—premium food available for you on Tuesday night at McDonald's prices. <laughs> I wish I had some witnesses in the building. This ain't McDonald's quality food. This is premium quality food, and. Uh, Make sure that you come with a few bucks. Listen, you might want to bring an extra chair, uh, like an outdoor chair with you. You might want to bring a small cooler with some extra drinks or waters or something. But immediately following a great time in the sanctuary, we're going to enjoy a powerful time of fellowship together. And uh, I got a feeling there will be some uh, dynamic fireworks uh, being lit right here on the church campus. Hopefully we don't set anything on fire in the neighborhood. If we do, I'm going to blame Brother al I already picked it out. He's going to take the hit in Jesus' name. No, in Jesus' name, it doesn't happen. Amen, somebody. But it's going to be an incredible time on Tuesday. You don't want to miss it. Bring somebody with you, and uh, we'll enjoy a great time in the house of the Lord. Somebody shout, August 17, 18, and 19 is Impact International Youth Conference. Woo! Right here in the house of the Lord. And it is going to be spectacular. We are ramping up for what God is going to be doing here. There will be people here from uh, not only all over the country, uh, but even from across other nations. And it is going to be a powerful, powerful time in the Holy Ghost. Uh, Many have been wondering who the speakers are this year. We have not announced them yet but we're going to announce them today. And so kicking off the conference on Thursday night will be none other than Pastor Miles Young from Elk Grove, California. It's going to be an incredible time. You won't want to miss it. And then Friday night will be none other than Evangelist Jacob Phillips And then Saturday, we will be blessed by the ministry of Pastor Stephen Collins from Birmingham, Alabama. And then the Sunday after party will be a revival explosion service with Evangelist Jacob Phillips again. Amen. Anybody getting excited for Impact International Youth Conference? Tell your neighbor the time is now. Woo, now, I like that word because if you put it backwards, it spells one. I wish I had some, some people with some faith. Not win. Win is what might happen and I'm, I'm going to win. One means the battle is already won. I just need about 200 people in the building uh,
0: that know you've got a promise from God that the fight is fixed uh, and
1: the battle is already. ready. Woo. It's going to be an amazing time in the Holy Ghost. Get, we're, we're excited. Listen, there will be some social media content that will begin dropping today concerning the conference details. And uh, we're asking everybody, if you've got any social media platform that you're a part of, please grab the content, forward it, share it. And uh, we want all of the details to get out into the bloodstream as quick as we can. It's going to be an amazing time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Did anybody come ready for the word of the Lord in this place? Stand with me all across this sanctuary, if you would. We have been enjoying the ministry of evangelist Xavier White And uh, we come with great anticipation this morning for what God is going to do in this place. Amen. How many of you have been blessed by his ministry these past several weeks? Amen. We're excited. Uh, This will be his last Sunday this round. Y'all going to have to deal with me back in the pulpit next Sunday. But how many of you expect that before we leave this place this morning, we're going to be sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? would you put your hands together one more time and give God a great big praise come on as he comes to
2: deliver the word of the Lord to us this morning well come on let's lift it to Jesus come on magnify the Lord with me this morning come on let's exalt this name together come on you ought to tap your neighbor and say you ain't got loud enough yet this morning oh yeah we love you Jesus we thank you I'm truly sad this morning because it's my last Sunday with you all and uh, I cannot express how much I have loved being here at the Rock Church. You can be seated for just a moment. I know I'm going to have you standing later, but uh, before we get into the word of the Lord, I want to give honor where honor is due. Over the last two months, this church has become like a second home to me and uh, I'm so thankful for all of you that have loved me and come alongside me and invited me to houses and cooked me food and it's just overwhelming how kind and how incredible the people of God are. I'm thankful today to be a part of the church. There's a lot of people that hate it there's a lot of people that want to see it fizzle out, but I'm thankful this morning I'm part of the Church of the Living God. And it's not dying, it's not going cold, we're not going out of business. It's just the beginning of what God wants to do for us. And I'm so thankful for Bishop Williams and, and his family, you know. When I was very young, I started listening to Bishop preach. And uh, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that I would be preaching for him. And the day that he asked me, honestly, I wasn't sure if I thought it was a joke or what. But we were in California, and he just said, yeah, I I want you to come. And I was thinking, that's what everybody says, you know. And uh, it shocked me when he got my number and and then we just put it all together and I've been with you. And it's just blown my mind at the goodness of God and how amazing he is and how he just puts people together at the right time. So I'm truly humbled and honored that he would have me and trust me for two months to preach to you all. And my God, have we had a time around here. I try my best not to compare when I go places, but it's gonna be hard to to go to the next place after being here, after shouting here, after having this good music, after having the good worship we felt, the presence of God we felt. Hey, it's gonna be difficult But I want to say how much I love and appreciate the first family of this church. And not only them, but all of you good saints. Thank you all. Annette for letting me stay at your house as long as I've been there. And she's cleaned it every week and everything. That's been, she has gone above and beyond. And she's made sure I've been fed. She told me while I was here that I'd become her nephew. And so she just kept feeding me like ants do, you know. And uh, so thankful to Isaac and Tiana and Judah, I don't know where they're at. I love them so very much. And Sister Williams, she may not realize it, but she's given me so much revelation since this revival. The one main thing that I'm taking away from this revival that she said to me was, nothing happens by coincidence. And I'm convinced of that now more than ever before. And I didn't get to hear her sing, but in Jesus' name, one of these days, I'll get to hear her sing. (laughs) And I don't want to take too much of your time, but I truly want to express from my heart how much I'm so very thankful for this church and how kind you have all been to me and how awesome. You're a great church. I'm telling you, I go around this city and I tell everybody about the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Everybody ought to be a part of the rock church of Fort Myers. And although I am leaving, this is not goodbye. It's just see you next time. Uh, but without further ado, I'm gonna get into the word this morning. If you wouldn't mind standing with me as I go, go to Acts chapter 27, I'm sorry, 26, verse 24. I also give honor to my pastor, Pastor Nathan Holmes. I love him so very much. And the Bible says, And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things before whom also, I speak freely for I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, and this is the part I love, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And this is Paul's response. I would to God that not only thou But also all that hear me this day were both almost and all together, such as I am, except these bonds. And when he he had thus spoken, the king rose up, and the governor, and Bernice, and they that sat with him. And when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. Then said Agrippa unto Festus, this man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. For just a moment, I want to preach to you from this thought, almost or altogether. Are you almost convinced, or are you altogether convinced? Would you set your Bible down and stretch your hand toward this pulpit And ask God to be with us in the remainder of this service. God, we need you, Lord. Lord, I'm crying out to you this morning. Lord, I need an anointing from you, Jesus. God, anoint these lips of clay that I might speak your word, God. Hide me behind your cross, God. God, I need you in the house, Lord. Dwell in this place, God, that we can hear your word and do your word, Lord. Lord, be with us, God. We need you. Come on, church, for a moment. Could you just entertain the presence of God with me? Could you lift your hands and give God praise? Could you open your mouth and from the depths of your belly, could you lift up a praise to God in the house? Because he's worthy of it all. Come on, you ought to obey the Holy Ghost right now. God will be the... Jesus' name. Everybody shout in Jesus' name. You may be seated. The scripture that I brought you to this morning is a very peculiar passage of scripture. Paul is bound up. Paul is about to go to jail. Paul, a man that nobody would have suspected to be a Christian, is now standing before a king. the case of Jesus Christ and we see that Paul says you know King Agrippa I know that you know all the things that need to be done I know that you're aware of the prophets and what they said he said because I was there as well he said but oh King Agrippa I would to God that you would be almost and altogether converted because one thing about it Paul understood in the world in which we live We don't have time for a bunch of half-hearted Christians. We don't have time for you to be halfway apostolic. We don't have time for you to be a part-time Pentecostal. We don't have time for you to live for God on Sundays and Tuesdays and then live like the devil the rest of the week. Hey, it's time for the church to be all together converted. We're running out of time and the clock is ticking and it's almost midnight, the sun is setting and we're getting ready to get out of here. And God forbid that in this last hour that his church would be almost convinced. And King, old King Agrippa, he, he says, you, you, you almost got me, Paul. He said, because I, I'm hearing your testimony I'm hearing what you're saying I hear what the, what you said happened to you but but Paul you, you haven't quite gotten me yet but this is what's very interesting to me when you back up just a little bit you see Paul is telling his testimony and he gives way to let them know that that where he goes back in verse 12 he says whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, At midday, O King, I saw in the way a light from heaven. You want to understand something this evening? Festus said to Paul. He said, "He said you're beside yourself, Paul. You you're doing too much, Paul." He said, "Paul, you you need to calm down just a little bit." Does that sound familiar to anybody? Paul, you 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 you're running the owls a little too often. Paul, you shouting a little too loud. Paul, you're dancing just a little too crazy for me. Paul, you need to calm down because you're beside yourself. But Paul responds with all confidence. He says, Festus, I understand what you're saying, but you were not there when he knocked me off my horse. You weren't there when he delivered me. You weren't there when he convinced me. You weren't there when he blindsided me. I'm coming to tell you this morning, when you've been almost converted, God's going to have to get a hold of you. But when you've been all together converted. And Paul says, Paul refers back to his testimony. He says, yeah, I was on my way to Damascus and I had it all together. He said, I, I had authority. I was commissioned by the priests. I was on my way to kill Christians. I was on my way to do some bad things. He said, but somewhere between my house and Damascus, he said, God decided that he had to get a hold of me. And he didn't just say, he didn't just speak, but he blinded me to the point where all I could see was a bright light. And this is very interesting, you know that we know the story. Jesus speaks to him and he says, who art thou, Lord? And he says, this is Jesus whom thou persecutest. Let me tell you what happened to Paul. Paul may not have been convinced before, but he said, no, you can't tell me any differently now. You wanna know why you can't tell me any differently? Because I've seen him for myself. See, some of us, we still seeing it through mama and daddy's eyes. Some of us were still seeing it through pastor's eyes. Some of us still seeing it through bishop's eyes, but you gotta see it for yourself. You gotta see the delivering working power for yourself. You gotta see God bring you through for yourself. You can't keep depending on mama and daddy's religion, but you gotta get it for yourself. And so Paul says, I saw it for myself. He said, I didn't sit down in a Bible study, which I'm not against Bible studies. He said, I wasn't sitting down in a Bible study with the apostles and they taught me the doctrine. He said, I didn't didn't find it any other way than the fact that I saw it for myself. See, too many of us were depending on other people's faith to get us over the hump. I'm just going to tell you the truth. This is my last Sunday anyway, so. Too many of us depending on everybody else's faith. Too many of us depending on conferences to get us over. I know I keep saying it, but I am gonna say it till you get it. You don't need to be depending on impact to get you a spiritual breakthrough. You don't need to be going to camp meetings and summits and all that stuff to get a spiritual breakthrough. When you get it for yourself, you can come into this house Monday through Saturday and you can say, God, I'm here. I'm here one more time. Would you help me again? Would you bring me through again? And he's faithful. And just to do that. But see, when you're almost converted, when you're almost persuaded, when you're halfway, when your heart's not really into it, when you're just waiting on 18 years old so you can leave, because that's what mom and daddy approves of, which is some of the stupidest thinking in my mind. I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm going to tell my kids this, and I ain't got kids right now, but I'm going to tell my kids this. long as you come coming and calling this your home, you will go to church. If you want to live like a hellion, you can go buy your own house, get your own rent, pay your own bills. But if you're living in my house, you call yourself my child, you're going to the house of God. There ain't no arguments about it. I don't care if you're 18, 25. If you're living in my house, you will go to church. And we wonder so much why why the church is losing influence. It's because we're allowing these stupid Christians who don't know what they're talking about, who don't know the Bible, who don't even know God. They get up and preach a doctrine that's easy to believe, and it doesn't keep you when times get hard. It it don't help you when the depression kicks in. It don't help you when the suicidal thoughts come back. But I'm going to tell you, I got a God. I know a God who, when life gets hard, he will come to your rescue. I'm gonna tell you this morning, I'm not almost nothing. I'm not almost apostolic. I'm not almost persuaded, but I've been altogether con- persuaded. I've been altogether convinced. Why? Because I was there. You don't know my testimony. But if you knew what I've been through, you would understand why I dance the way I dance. You would understand why I shout. But let me tell you something. When 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 God delivers somebody, see I've never done drugs, okay? So because I've never done drugs, if a drug addict was down here and got delivered and started going crazy, that wouldn't make sense to me. I, I've never dealt with drugs. If you, if you struggle with gambling, help us, God, because I know we're in Florida, y'all, y'all, y'all was like the first state to legalize it. I'm kidding, that's a joke, you can laugh. But you struggle with gambling, my mind says, you know, that's easy, just stop gambling. But to somebody that's struggling with gambling, it's a little bit more difficult than that. See, folks that struggle with smoking, to me, you know, it would be easy for me to say, just stop smoking. The Holy Ghost will help. And and that's what my mind goes to. But see, I don't know what they're really going through. See, I I don't know that when they're laying down at, at bed, laying their head on the pillow at night, that all they can think about is smoking. See, I, I don't know that when they, when they wake up in the morning, all they think about is gambling. But then all of a sudden they come into this house and they lift their hands and they feel the chains break off of them. And all of a sudden, smoking ain't the only thing they're thinking about. Now they're thinking about how God's delivered them. And now gambling's not the only thing they're thinking about. They, they don't want to sell their house so they can keep gambling. They don't want to spend the children's living so they can keep gambling. All of a sudden, they like, just get me to the house of God. And when they get here, they start dancing. They start shouting. They start, hey, that's a person that's been all the way converted. And when they get in the house... I pray to God we don't get a spirit of festus and say, oh, you're doing too much now. You need to calm down just a little bit. You need to stop acting like that. Sit down, Paul. Oh, don't keep shouting like that. Sit down, Paul. Oh, don't keep talking like that. But I'm going to tell you, when you've been all together converted, sometimes you just get to thinking about it all over again. And when you get to thinking about it, I remember the day the Lord brought me out. I remember the day the Lord set me free. I remember the day He brought me. And let me tell you something. See, some of us, we, we like to act all seditious and dignified. That's cute. But see, I, I know where He brought me from. And the thing about it is, I know that I may never be able to tell you verbatim what God's delivered me from. But the Bible does say that there is a way for me to testify. I can testify with my praise. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the only thing that can testify about where you've been and where you come from is your feet. Sometimes your feet want to speak up and testify every now and again. Sometimes I get a case of I can't help it. I can't help but dance. I can't help but shout. I can't help but give him glory. I can't help but lift him up. I can't help but shout. His, I, can't, I can't help but run. I can't help but give him glory. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, you couldn't keep me quiet for nothing. Why? Because I've been all
0: together. But all altogether convinced and as long as I got breath in my lungs
2: Whoa. As long as I got breath in my lungs see like, I'm gonna tell you the Bible says that everything had breath so some of us are so convinced we got to have this long rap sheet of a testimony to praise him but that ain't true either because I've never been an alcoholic and and I can shout about that but I'm gonna tell you I think it's so powerful when I see folks that used to be alcoholics that shout and dance because it's a testimony to somebody else that's struggling you can be free I'm a living witness you can be free I'm a walking talking moving miracle that you can be free you might not see the light at the end of the tunnel But I was there one day. I was on my way to Damascus too. And God had to knock me off of my horse. And he said, boy, get down to the altar. Let me change your life. And when he did it, oh, what a glorious morning it was. I had an old timer tell me, she said, well, you see, in the church I came up in, we used to call them mothers. She said, "My name was Mother Finney. She said, Xavier, she said, when you wake up in the morning, she said, the sun's gonna shine so much brighter. She said, when you wake up in the morning, you're gonna feel so good, like God just did a new thing. And I can't can't forget it. I went to school the next morning. I was only in high, no, junior junior high school. I was so excited, I went to everybody I knew. I said, guess what God did last night for me? I said, he filled me with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you some of those people they didn't understand what I was talking about but I said no 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 you don't understand I said I spoke in tongues when I got the Holy Ghost they was like what what is the Holy Ghost I said I don't know how to explain it you just need to get it hey you might be asking well brother White what you feel like I can't explain it to you all I know is that one night down at an altar God filled me with God filled me with the power of the Holy Ghost I've never been the same I've never been the same I'm not going back to the way that I was I've been converted and see let me tell you so then you know all your friends they want you to try stuff do stuff just try you ain't gonna be bad for it I said no 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 I'm going to tell you, this Holy Ghost won't let me do that. I said, I could do it if I wanted to. But there's that that unctioning inside of me. And it's saying, boy, don't do that. That's going to take you down the wrong road. Let me tell you, too many of us, because we've only been almost converted, we're dabbling around in sin. And we think because bishops don't know about it and the evangelists don't know about it, that we're getting away with it. But I'm going to tell you, God created eyes, and if God created eyes, God sees everything you're doing. See, we need to get out of this mentality that no one knows I'm doing it because I'm doing it in secret, but in reality, you're doing it right before God in all of heaven. Well, but see, I'm gonna tell you, there is relief for you today. You found your way to a city of refuge, and according to my Bible, When you make your way to a city of refuge, there had to be blood. that had to be poured out for you. And thank God 2,000 years ago, on an old rugged cross, on a hill far away, the God I serve said, the battle's already been won. Hey, I'm on my way to heaven this morning. A few more rising of the sun and I'm on my way. I, I'm getting out of here. Why? Because the blood covered me and I've been all together converted. Let me tell you something Paul did that's very interesting to me. Paul said, I, I wish that you would be almost and all together like the rest of us. Like the rest of us that have been delivered. He said, accept these bonds. I'm going to tell you, This is very interesting to me, I've I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it here. But one thing that's very interesting about chains, cause I know we ain't got no tambourines around here. I started to bring one, but I thought they'll kick me out of here so quick if I bring a tambourine. But the one thing that's very interesting about chains is they sound a whole lot like tambourines. When you listen to a tambourine and you listen to chains clinking together, they sound almost identical. And Paul is saying, Now this is the way I took it. Now my mind's crazy. You can say whatever you want to. I don't don't care, I'm still thinking. But Paul said, I I got these bonds, but, but what you don't remember, Festus, is when our forefathers came up out of Egypt and when they came through the Red Sea, the Bible tells us that the first thing they started doing, Moses grabbed the timbrels and started dancing. And then Miriam and the women followed after and started dancing. And then the children followed after them and started dancing. Let me tell you something. I may be bound to truth, but I'm going to tell you, it's what's given me liberty and freedom like you've never known. Hey, I don't feel like a prisoner, but what I feel like is one day he set me free, my hands went up a little bit higher than they did before. Well, I... Come on somebody, I thought I had a preaching church with me. One day when I was lost, he died upon a cross. All the change that came into my life. I've never been the same. I don't want to talk like the world. I don't want to dress like the world. I don't want to look like the world. But I've been converted. And because I've been converted, I am convinced neither death nor life has the power to separate me from it. Let me take you to one more passage of scripture because before Paul met Agrippa this is what Paul says in Acts chapter 20 verse 21 this is very interesting he said testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ and now behold I go bound in the spirit into Jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city saying that bonds and affliction abide me. But none of those things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now I behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Paul was basically saying, I'm, I'm leaving. Now I'm going away bound. I'm going away in chains. He said, but I, I've been here long enough that you ought to know this truth. As a matter of fact, he said, I've been here long enough, you ought to be altogether converted. You ought to be so convinced of this message that nobody could come to you and say, well, that, that just ain't true. I'm going to tell you, now I'm not saying you ought to go to Instagram, Facebook, and be keyboard warriors either. Because sometimes we embarrass ourselves doing that stupid stuff. But what I am saying is you ought to be altogether together converted. Not just part, partly there. You shouldn't just maybe know the doctrine. I, I know I preach a lot of oh, you need to be in doctrine, this revival. Well, maybe that's what we need to hear. Hey, let me tell you, what will save you at the end of the day is what you know that you know that you know. Not what you think you know, not what your mama know, not what Bishop said, but what you know that you know that you know. I know that I know that Jesus is the almighty God. I know that I know I got to be parent in Jesus' name. I know that I got to have the Holy Ghost. Evidence by speaking in tongues. I know it for myself. And then he goes on to say, Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I am not shunned declaring to declaring unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Almost or altogether. I, that's a serious question for us this morning. Have you just been halfway getting by? Have you been just halfway living for God? I, I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're fighting. I don't know what demons you're facing. But I'm gonna tell you, you need to stop halfway fighting the battle because God has told us we have won. Well, I thought I had some people that were winners. Last time I checked, winners ain't this quiet when they win. Let me tell you something. I, I, I've seen how people act in bars and, and how they act around televisions when their teams win and they ain't quiet they ain't sitting down they ain't acting like nothing just happened but they're on their feet they're whistling they're running they're going crazy and they want to tell us that we look crazy this said paul you're beside yourself i think every now and again the pentecostal church ought to be so loud that the neighborhood said those people are beside themselves well baby when you've been delivered like i've been delivered When you've been set free like I've been set free. I didn't think God could put my family back together, but he did. I didn't think God could deliver from alcoholism, but he did. I didn't think God could deliver me from drug addiction, but he did. I'm not just almost converted. I've been to the water. Well... I, I've been baptized, let me tell you, the day I came up out of the water, now I've always been big, I promise. And i never forget, I come up out that water and I just felt light, you know. I just felt a hundred pounds lighter. Now, and I remember, I come out that water and I had on a robe. And I got to shouting, hucking and bucking. That's what we say in Mississippi. And i never forget, we had a guest preacher that Sunday. And that guest preacher says somebody better grab that fella because he's gonna fall out that baptismal tank. And everybody at the church probably thought, well, you know how we are. He'll get over it. He'll get used to it. But I'm gonna tell you, from the day I got the Holy Ghost, from the day, from that day to this day, it's still new every morning to me. When 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 God begins to move over a congregation like He moved today. It's still new to me. I'm just standing in awe of the presence of God. Hey, I still want to dance before him. I still want to shout unto God. I still want to have victory. I still want to have triumph. I still want to live in freedom. I still want to see God deliver. I still want to see God fill people. I still want to see God make a way. I still want to see God heal. I still want to see God Give us everything that he has for us in this end time hour. I still believe God. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Every single one of us in this building, you're a miracle. Because if you don't have the Holy Ghost and you somehow got here, with everything the devil was going to send your way to keep you from getting here, you're here, you're a miracle. And if you do have the Holy Ghost, to think that a God would free us from sin when we deserve the punishment of death, you're a miracle. So what are you saying, Brother White? I'm saying that every person in this room has a reason and a right to lift God, to praise God, to give God glory, to shout unto His name, to call on Him, to worship him, every person, under the sound of my... You can be seated for just a moment. I'm almost done. So the Bible lets us know. Paul is arrested. Let me give you another scripture. Paul is sitting in jail. Matter of fact, the Bible says he's sitting in the belly of the jail, in the very bottom. I mean, they they decided, we're going to put this fella. in. The bottom part of the jail. Not just any part, the bottom. We don't want him to be heard, seen, or nothing. Him and old brother Silas. I can only imagine what Silas was thinking. Imagine brother Williams goes to jail and you had to go with him. And you probably think to yourself, what did I do? But regardless, he was right there with him. And the Bible lets us know that there came a midnight hour. Now, one thing you know about midnight is it's a transitionary period between the previous day and the beginning day. And so God never falls on his promises. And he tells us every morning it's mercy new. And so Paul at midnight, he just began to sing songs to God. And I I fervently believe that he was using those chains to be a tambourine. See, Paul Paul was innovative. He you know people want to say we all have not have instruments in church. Those people are crazy. Because Paul was taking every opportunity to make something sound like an instrument to glorify God. And here's my opinion, if it glorifies God, why not use it? If they can use this stuff in the clubs and bar rooms, why in the world will we not allow people to use their God-given talents to give it to God? Well, maybe you disagree with me, but last I checked, the Bible still says to praise him with a psalter and heart, praise him with the organ, praise him with the stringed instrument, praise him. Every, let everything that have breath praise he the Lord. Hey, you're not disqualified this morning. You need to use your voice as an instrument to praise him. But this is what Paul does Paul's in jail, and he's in the bottom part of jail, and the Bible says he starts singing at midnight. I don't know what Paul was singing, but maybe he was singing, Jesus can work it out. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was singing, I know the Lord will make a way. Maybe he was singing, victory is mine. Maybe maybe he was singing, God is able. Maybe he was singing, I don't know what he was singing. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He may not come when you want him, but he'll all show up on time. Maybe he was singing some of those songs that we used to sing, but now we don't sing no more. You know, now folks done got too dignified to think about where they came from, and they just want to sing a few words a couple times and feel satisfied about it. But I still remember where I was, and I'm sorry, but if we're going to sing the old song, I want to sing them right. I want to talk about how victory is mine. I, I want to talk about how I'm on my way to heaven to meet the king. I want to talk about those things. And Paul begins to sing. And Silas, I'm sure, probably a little hesitant, maybe a little standoffish, but he just said, you know what, if pastor's singing, I'm going to sing. I'm going to tell you, can I just say this? I'm not apologizing today, but Pastor Bishop should never have to run the aisles by himself. I saw that this morning, and it aggravated me. And I, you know, I'm a big boy, I don't run. But you know what? I made up my mind after I saw it. I said, he'll never run into the house by himself. Well, let me... something we're a people of freedom today and as long as the bishops running the house what has God done in my life I ought to run the house with him I ought to shout for the glory with him why because he's brought us too far he's brought me out of too many things he's brought me through too many valleys he's brought me through too many rivers I cannot be silent to worshiping with him. See, some of y'all wondering, when is he gonna wrap this up? Soon as you get the picture. Well, if it stay this quiet, the Mexican restaurants might close on us. Because I'm gonna tell you, I've, I've seen it in the world. I know we always compare, and it's really comparing apples to oranges, I understand. But I've seen people shout over Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, and they've never done anything for him. And then we come into the house of God, where we serve a God who's delivered us, where we serve a God that when the bills was coming due, we serve a God that woke us up this morning clothing our right now. We serve a God that made you able to get up and go to work tomorrow. We serve a God that gave you strength this evening. We serve a God that's delivered you. We serve a God that's healed you. We serve a God that's made your family whole. We serve a God who's filled your children with the Holy Ghost. We serve a God who filled you with the Holy Ghost. And to come into his house and act like he ain't done nothing for us. To me, that sounds like a bunch of people who've almost been converted. I wonder where the people who've all together been converted. Oh, come on. I, I, I'm waiting on 100% to get it today. I've not almost been converted, but I'm all together.
0: been converted. I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm going to serve it with all my heart.
2: See, I'm going to tell you, when you've almost been converted, you need this music to pump you up. Now listen, again, I'm not against music. I said that. I made that very clear. But see, sometimes... When God's just been good, you just get to thinking about it and, and, and when the music's not with you, and when the preacher's not preaching you happy, sometimes you just get to, oh my God. Hey, I, I don't know about the rest of it. Maybe it's just the old soul inside of me. But there's been times I had to pull my car over because I got to thinking about the goodness of God. I, I got to thinking about how merciful he's been. I got to thinking about how he's anointed me. I got to thinking about how he's appointed me. Because I'm going to tell you, there are places that you're in right now you shouldn't be in. But because God went before you. Well, I wish somebody that had a job that knew they weren't qualified would testify. I wish somebody who, who got God just provided. You knew your credit wasn't good enough. Don't play games, and you still got a proof of the car. You ought, that was God going before you. You knew you was messed up in sin, and you came to the house anyway, and God brought you through. Don't act dignified. God's been too good to you. Don't act accidentally this morning. God's been too good to you. what Paul and Silas did. They got to singing. Who knows what they were singing? But they got to singing. And the Bible lets us know that everybody's bands came out. Not just a few of them. Everybody. You know what that means to me? That when people of God began to worship, people that didn't even know they needed freedom, who People that didn't even know they needed freedom, didn't know they was bound, all of a sudden the shackles just fall off of them. And they say, my God, I didn't even know I was bound. But I heard the preacher begin to preach. I heard the preacher begin to sing. And all of a sudden,
0: all of a sudden I got freedom. I didn't know I needed. I got freedom that I didn't know that God
2: gave me. I'm talking about the difference between almost and all together. Because when I've been all together converted, can I just can I just tell you a quick testimony? I used to be, I used to struggle with this thought of tithes, okay? I'm not trying to take up an offering, I promise. Calm down. Don't get all tensed up on me. But I I used to not be, I I used to not pay tithes. I used to think it, now this was a long time ago, so don't think of crooks up here preaching, okay? But I'll never forget, I, I started studying it, and I'll never forget the Lord convicted me about it, because it's biblical. And I was wondering what was going on with my money. This is what the Lord spoke to me one day and said, you don't trust me. And I sat there and I'm like, God, I do trust you. I trust you abundantly. I come to you every month when my bills are short. God said, no, you don't trust me. Cause if you trusted me, you would give me what belongs to me. And then on top of that, you would give an offering. Because let me tell you, you know, you give 10%, you think a good job. But in reality, you don't really sacrifice until you give that offering. Oh, help us today, God. And so the Lord spoke to me, and he started telling me what to do. And I just so happened found a, a study on a shekel and a half, 10, 15%, basically. And I thought, God, that's a, that's a lot of money. But I thought to myself, I trust you, God, and I know that you... Can do this. So I started doing it. I started giving 15% of my income. And I, and I know you're probably thinking, Brother White, you are crazy. Well, I thought I was too. But I'm going to tell you, you think you're crazy till you go to a car dealership with no money down, credit toe up from the flow up, and you got student loans on you, and you got everything else, and you know you, you ought not be driving that car. And somehow you pull off the lot in a 2016 Lincoln. I don't know how it made any sense either. But what I do know is that when you trust God, God was trying to tell me you are almost converted because you don't trust me with your money. But but if you give it to me, if you give me your problems, if you give me your circumstances, I can do more with your 10% than you can even imagine. So this is why why I brought that up. So I started giving 10% of everything, everything, even my day. 10%, I, I try my best to give God two hours and 40 minutes a day. It's 10%. That's his reason, That's my reasonable service. And so I started doing that. And God just started adding and, and giving me increase. It was, it was incredible, shocking to me. But see, what I learned was that when you come into his house, he don't want 10%. When you come into his house and praise and worship starts, he don't want 10%. He wants 100%. This brother said 110. And let me tell you something. It'll be a shame. It's not a shame because it always happens and we act like it's so normal. But it's crazy to me how people who have been exposed to grace so long tend to sit on God the most. Okay? And, and here's, the, here's the crazy part to me. Most of the time, the people that are sitting on God the most are the ones that have the most issues going on. I, I don't understand. I, can I just be on This is my last Sunday. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. But it's crazy to me how you got back children and you don't worship God. I, I'm going to come down your road today. It's crazy to me how you got situations going on in your marriage and you choose to come into the house and act like God ain't done nothing. It's crazy to me. You ought to be the main one worshipping. Why? Because you're trying to get his attention. God, I need you in my family. God, I need you in my house. God, I need you to work a miracle. Why? Because I'm going through it, God. But God, you're able. Well, so God wants a hundred percent. But here's the thing. God leaves it up to us. We come into this house, we've been in this church for an hour and 48 minutes. Some of us are tired, weary, ready to go, got a pot roast on the oven. You so ready to get get out of here, it don't even make sense. And you think you are gonna get to heaven and worship for eternity where it's non-stop holy, 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 holy. See, some of you are tired of it now, but this is eternity. Holy, holy, holy. can't give God an hour and 50 minutes. I don't know how you think heaven's going to work, but every day I wake up with a praise on my lips and thanksgiving in my heart. Because even though it might look crazy right now, I know and I can rest assured that one of these old mornings and it won't be very long. You're going to look for me and I'm going on home. I'm going up to heaven
0: There I'm going to sing and shout. There ain't going to be nobody, nobody to put me out.
2: My That's okay. But to the ones of us that know how good God is, to the ones of us that you know you should be in your grave, to the ones of us that know that the hospital, we should have died in the hospital, the ones of us that COVID should have took you out, the ones of us that you you thought cancer was going to take you. The ones of us who got a need today. The ones who got some back babies that they got to pray through. The ones of us who got some loved ones that ain't seen God yet. Let me tell you something. For the next 60 seconds, you ought to get beside yourself and say, I don't care what nobody thinks about you. I don't care what my neighbor says. I don't care what i look like.
0: you this morning. Come on, grab that thing and bring it to the altar. Grab that situation. Grab that circumstance. When you get to the altar, throw your hands in the air and say whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever. Come on, if you believe that God is able uh, to do whatever you need him to do, uh, if you know beyond the shadow of a doubt uh, that God is able to uh, I need you to open your mouth and release the sound of faith in this building. Somebody ought to start praising him like it's already done. Come on, the Holy Ghost is already falling. Come on, the Holy Ghost is already calling in this place. Go! 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 Come on! Here. My He's here. He's here. Like He's here now.